Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey everyone, welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Today is Becky's birth story. Now, Becky is an awesome mama of three and also a personal trainer, nutrition coach, and placenta encapsulator. This is a really great episode for those of you who really want to utilize fitness and nutrition to help you prepare for birth because that's Becky's bag. And she also used techniques like meditation And I love Becky's mindset on so many things as it relates to pregnancy and birth. We talk a lot about trust and surrender, which if you listen to the show comes up a lot around here. And one of Becky's biggest pieces of advice that I can really appreciate is to not listen to other people's horror stories. So listen in. It's a really great episode and I'm excited for you to hear it. Hi, Becky. Welcome to the Doing It At Home podcast. What's up? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me on, you guys. I'm really excited to tell my story. Yes. We're super pumped to have you on the show, and we appreciate your time, and we really can't wait to get into your story. So thanks again. Thank you. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. So kick us off, Becky, with a little bit about you and what's going on in your world. Okay, so I live in Los Angeles, and... I'm a personal trainer, Pilates instructor, nutrition coach, and um, I'm married. We've been, my husband, Ugo, and I have been married for seven years. We have three kids. I have a 12-year-old daughter who's from a previous marriage, uh, Riley, who was born in the hospital. And then I have Julian, who's almost three, and he was born at home. And then my youngest baby, River, who I'm going to talk about today, he was born um a, he's about three months old now um and then we also have a dog and um a cat <laughs> and um oh my husband's a video editor and um yeah that's it very cool we love it he's got a full house <laughs> the whole family yes <laughs> that's great so you mentioned with your first child your daughter riley that you had a hospital birth and then, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years later, when you were pregnant again with Julian, you decided to go home birth. What what was that process like? Or, you know, what was the reason for the shift? Well, when I had Riley in the hospital, you know what? Home birth wasn't even on my radar. I was 22. I was young. And on top of that, 
she had a pretty severe birth defect. She had gastroschisis. So that's basically when the baby develops with the intestines on the outside of their body. So obviously wasn't a candidate for home birth, but I wasn't even thinking about it anyway. So um, I was induced with her um, at 41 weeks. And the, I wasn't, I didn't have a horror story in the hospital or anything, but looking back, it was just um, not, you know, how I wanted to have my next baby. I had done a lot of growing and I've, you know, I watched documentaries and I was really into natural health and um, really into basically what can the body do. Um, like I had run a marathon a few years earlier. So I was like, Oh, I think I can, I want to push myself in this other way um, and try to go natural and um, just try to unsubscribe from the medical kind of um, agenda, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I have a little bit of a rebel in me. So that kind of played into it. But um, so, so yeah, I just really wanted to, to, um, push myself in that way. Almost like I had almost like a little bit of an athletic mindset. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I can I can appreciate that and I can relate to that. I understand that. Just interested in like, well, what can my body do? All right, here's this new experience. Here's this new thing that it's going to undertake that's unlike anything else I've ever done, you know, let's go with this. Let's see. <laughs> exactly. That's, I just kind of jumped into it and I didn't take any birthing classes or anything. I was actually pretty arrogant with it. There's <laughs> <laughs> the rebel. <laughs> with, yeah. I was like, oh, I can totally do this because, well, with my daughter, I was induced and I had Pitocin and I had an epidural and so I thought that I had felt what childbirth feels like, even though I had an epidural, because they turned it down at the end and I could really, I could feel a lot, but it was definitely nothing compared to natural birth. So it was kind of ignorance is bliss kind of thing, because if I would have known how intense it would have been, it might have, you know, it could have changed my mindset and got in the way. So, <laughs> so mm. it was really kind of funny. Yeah, I guess that's true. If you had known, you may have, uh, it may have been a different choice. Yeah, because, you know, the mind is so powerful, so yeah. I could have freaked myself out where I just kind of went into it and I didn't have any kind of doubt that I could do it. There was no doubt in my mind, you know, that I could do it, even though that labor with Julia and my three-year-old, it was very, very challenging. It was, uh, I was 42 weeks. My midwife induced me with a Foley balloon because in California, midwives can't deliver at home past 42 weeks because it's considered high risk. Oh. So we kind of had, we're working against the clock and 
I really didn't want to go to the hospital, so she induced me with a Foley balloon, and I did go into labor, but I don't think I was completely ready, and that's why it just, I would, you know, my contractions would stop and start, and um, it was just kind of inconsistent, and then, um, and actually, the I didn't know what to expect with the pushing and everything, so that was actually very, very challenging for me, so, um, but the second, the, the third baby, the second home birth, I, I knew how to prepare and it was a completely different experience. It was actually much more positive, even though it was still a home birth, the same midwife, but just my preparation that I did and my mindset um, was totally different. So it was, it was so much easier and it was my third baby. So physically, I think I was, you know, that always helped, but yeah, yeah, it was a different experience. I want to I want to jump back to Julian's birth. Yeah. You okay, describe and what what it was that the midwife used to induce you. You said it was a something balloon? Yeah, it's called a Foley balloon, Foley I think, balloon. or a Foley catheter. It's got a couple different names, but basically it's this little um long balloon um and then on the other end of it is a big syringe full of water <laughs> so basically she it was really funny so I'm laying on my bed and she is holding the this little skinny water balloon inside my cervix right so it's like this one centimeter it's like the size of a you know pinky finger okay. so she's holding it up there and then my husband has this big syringe full of water and he's pushing pushing on it so it's filling the balloon up and so what happens is it takes the balloon to four centimeters so basically you're mechanically opening the cervix oh which will send you into labor most of the time i mean it doesn't work for everybody but thank goodness it works for me then the hormones start flowing and so then when that balloon when it falls out then you know you're dilated to four centimeters wow that's amazing yeah <laughs> i've never heard of that that is no. so wild that's yeah. cool that's why i always tell like you know women that i train a lot of pregnant women in my um my business and mm -hmm. so a lot of the times their doctors want to induce them i'm like look into the foley balloon like it is possible to be induced without any drugs right um because you know even like it was a it was great because i didn't have to go to the hospital and and i had been induced um with drugs before and this is much gentler than that mm. wow that's that's something else. That's cool. That's pretty cool. We we've interviewed a couple yeah. of moms in uh, in different countries, and they'll share some of the different, I guess, tools of the trade that yeah. midwives out there have. And uh, I'm always I'm always like, yeah, what is you know, describe that, describe this. And so I've never heard of the Foley balloon, but that's super cool. Yeah, it was. Wow. Okay, so I think now is a nice point to take a little break, and then when we get back, I want to go into River's birth story, as you said, and how different it was, and just that experience. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back. Today's episode is sponsored by us, Matthew and Sarah Bivens. We are up to some pretty cool things and have some sweet businesses ourselves. And so we're going to take about the next hundred-ish seconds to share each other's businesses and what we're up to. Yes, we are. So Sarah, you are an amazing balanced lifestyle coach. And Sarah works with first-time moms and new moms who are trying to find some balance in their new role. So if you're a mom out there who's experiencing that burnt out feeling from running around and taking care of everyone else, if you're losing your sense of self in your new role as a mom, or if you're frustrated with creating and sustaining healthy lifestyle habits, 
then Sarah has something amazing for you. It's called Balanced Mama. And it's a three-month, one-on-one, super personal coaching experience with Sarah. If you're interested, you can learn more at sarahbivens.com slash balancedmama. And you, Matthew, sir, for as long as I've known you, you have had an extensive background in business development and marketing. And now what you do is you work with businesses who want to reach an engaged audience, boost their authority, and really increase their revenue through the power of podcasting. You kind of knowing what you're doing in the world of podcasting, this is actually your third show. So what you do is you can help, one, launch the show, two, eliminate that technology headache, which is so real, things like equipment, editing, publishing, promoting, things that people don't want to do typically, and three, helping to grow and monetize the show. So if you're a business owner out there, an entrepreneur, or a thought leader expert in a certain area, and you thought about podcasting, go for it. People really want to hear what you have to say. Trust us. Take our word for it. Anyway, go to matthewbivens.com slash podcast. Again, that's matthewbivens.com slash podcast to learn more. Okay. So you described that you had two home births, you know, with Julian and River, same midwife Mm -hmm. even, but completely different experiences. Um, And I'm sure for a couple of reasons, what what's that? What was, what's that? I mean, of course every birth is different, but how did, how were they for you? Well, with, there's a couple of different, um, aspects of how I prepared. And with Julian, like I mentioned, I didn't do a lot of mindset preparation. I just Mm. kind of went into it with an athlete's kind of, um, mentality that I'm just going to muscle through it. I'm going to do this, you know? Where with River, I just was a little more mindful. I almost became softer and realizing that it's not about muscling through it. It's really about just surrendering to the process. So, so I didn't even really, I did some prenatal yoga. I did a little bit of meditation, but I still didn't do any like hypnobirthing. Well, as a matter of fact, the day, the night that I went into labor, I downloaded a hypnobirthing book. I didn't, I wasn't in labor yet. And I was like, okay, great. I listened to the, like the preface and the intro, I think. And then that was it. And then I went into labor that night and I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was like, oh, well, that was a waste. Oh, well, but it still did kind of get me into that mindset. Oh, and then another thing was that on my due date, I was, I went into labor 12 days after that. I was 12 days late. I carried my babies a long time. I don't know what the deal is with that, Mm -hmm. but on my due date, I met a woman who was telling me that she had two pain-free home births. And I was like, what? Wow. Like, because my experience with Julian was very, very painful. And I was like, what do you mean? And she just said, basically said it's about surrendering. It's about relaxing. It's about, um, you know, just going with the flow. And I was, it really blew my mind. So then for the next 12 days, I just kind of, thought about that and pondered that. So then when I finally did go into labor, in early labor, I was, you know, experimenting with different meditations that I could do. And um, throughout my labor, it made a huge difference. Um, I could go into my technique if you guys want to hear that. Yes, please. please. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and this all came organically while I was in labor. It was nothing I really planned on. You know, some people were like, okay, I'm going to envision myself surfing or, mm. or whatever. I've heard that before. And this just kind of just came about. So it was 1.30 in the morning and I woke up and I just felt kind of like 
you know, like, oh, I think something's going on, but I don't know, because I'd never gone into labor naturally before. So I didn't really know what that felt like at the wow. beginning. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So even though this is my third baby, it was like, this is new. I don't know. Um, and so I was just kind of crampy and I woke up my husband. I'm like, I'm not sure. So anyway, about 2.30, the contractions really started to be more rhythmic. So that's when I started to experiment with, okay, every time I have this contraction, I'm just going to totally relax every muscle in my body and I'm going to envision it like a wave instead of pain. So then what that evolved to was every time I would have a contraction, I would just go to this place in my mind where I was in the middle of the ocean. And every time a contraction would start to build up, it was like a wave building up. And then at the peak of it, it was like the wave crashing over me. And then at the end of it, it was like the wave washing away. And I was like, okay, I like this, you know, but then the more intense the contractions got, the more my vision kind of evolved. So that by the end, when I was actually in transition, (laughs) it's really, it's kind of funny, but I was in my mind, I was like this hunter gatherer woman on the beach, like holding onto a tree. And every time I would have a really intense contraction, it was like a wave washing over me. And the energy was like, pulling the baby out as the, as the wave was, was receding. And it sounds kind of like a little crazy, but it was the most meditative I've ever been in my life. And wow. it was really spiritual too. It was like, I just felt so connected to my ancestors and to all of these women who have birthed children, you know, for so long before me, you know, why I'm here, why we're all here. So it was a really powerful thing that just like I said, organically came up. And um, so that's, yeah, that was how I did it. And it was, it was amazing. It was, it was so pain free that I was at eight cent. I didn't know how, how far along I was. Cause you know, midwives don't really check you unless, you know, sometimes, well, I guess everybody has different techniques, but mine doesn't really check. They just kind of listen mm-hmm. to the sound of your voice. So it was about, um, she came over at about 3am with her uh, student and then they just kind of, you know, checked on me and let me labor all night. And then the sun started coming up and they came in and they go, are you like, basically, are you stalled out? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, oh my gosh. And I was kind of like self-conscious that I was going to make everybody wait for this really long labor again. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had a little bit of self-doubt going on there, but they said, okay, let's take a walk around the neighborhood. And I was like, okay, great. So me and the student and the midwife take a walk around the neighborhood. And I, my contractions had spread out by that point, but they were, um, when I would have one, they looked at me like, oh my gosh, you sound pushy. Mm. And I was like, no, no, there's just a lot of pressure down there. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's all good. And they're like getting on the phone, ready to call somebody to come pick us up. I'm like, I can walk home. You guys are tripping. It's totally fine. And we get and they're like, are you sure we do not want you to give birth in this random person's driveway? So I walk back and she checks my cervix at that point. And I was about nine centimeters with a bulging bag of water. And wow. I'm telling you this story because it was just amazing to me that I was walking around the neighborhood, like feeling pretty good yeah. while I was almost ready to have the baby. And it was all because of the mindset you know that meditation that surrender like every contraction was just like yes i'm closer to having my baby 
and I'm closer to not being pregnant anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really just like embracing it. So that was a really big difference because I think there was a lot of resistance, especially with um, at the end, you know, during the more intense parts of labor with Julian, I was resisting the pain, which makes labor last longer, in my opinion. Mm. So this time I was like, no, let's do this. So uh, I had an eight hour labor this time as opposed to a 36 hour labor with wow. Julian. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. This is actually for both of you, yeah. Becky and mm-hmm. Sarah. So we've had a lot of moms on this show use the word surrender. And Becky, you just said that, yeah. that you know, your, your labor, you described it as pain-free. Uh, it, you, know, you said it really flowed. It was a quarter of the length of your other one. And you talked about the mindset and the surrender. And Sarah, I know that mm-hmm. the, the concept of surrender is big for you. Can you guys... For the person who's listening, who's like, okay, I get it. I hear the word surrender, but yeah. what the, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, like, yeah. what, you know, for, like, what do I do? Like, what, what does it mean to actually surrender? Can you guys try your best to just share that experience and describe it for that person who's like, I want to learn how to surrender, but how do you actually surrender? I'm yeah, putting you both on the spot. Good... Becky, would you like <laughs> to go first? <laughs> um, sure. Well, like I said, physically surrender was a big part of it for me. So relaxing every single muscle in my body, like starting from the head down, relaxing the jaw, relaxing the throat, relaxing the neck was a really big thing because I started to notice when I would, when pain would start to creep in, it was um, because my neck was tense. So I was just like, I would shake my head. And so a couple of times people are like, no, what are you, you're saying no, you don't like this. I'm like, no, no, I'm just shaking the tension out. Mm. So, so that was a big thing, totally relaxing every muscle in the body. Um, and, and like I said, surrender to me was just really embracing the intensity, like kind of bring it on, you know, bring it on uterus. I, this is, you know, this is great because the more intense these get, the closer I am to having the baby. So it's almost like during a workout, you know, when you get that burn and you're like, yes, like this is what I'm here for. This is what's going to, you know, change my body. This is what's going to make me stronger. It was kind of that same, um, that same feeling like, you know, kind of, like I said, the uterus is like, so um, it's so intense and you're just like, and it's so strong and it's almost like you're encouraging encouraging that because that is you you know you're like yes my my uh my encouraging your body to have that strength to create that intensity um and uh and also surrender to me was like releasing fear that okay a fear of the pain you know like when you're scared of the pain that i think maybe like 80% of the sensation, you know, if you get rid of the fear of the pain and you know that it's for a reason, then the intensity, well, the intensity is there, but that suffering goes away, you know? So just every, and, and, and as a matter of fact, the only time I really did feel pain was at the end when I was pushing him because he had shoulder dystocia. So his shoulders weren't coming out. And so I did get, I got, you know, a little scared, like, Oh my gosh, first of all, is he going to be okay? Am I going to be able to get him out? What is this going to do to my body when I push his shoulders out? You know, so the fear started coming up and yeah. that's when I did start to feel pain. So, so yeah, that's really what surrender meant to me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Mm, thank you. Wow. Thank you. I mean, that mm-hmm. that helps me to, to, to visualize it as best as I possibly can, having, you know, experienced one birth and talked about many of them. I, I, it, yeah. It's a challenge for me at times to really understand, you know, what, what you all are going through. But um, I can kind of wrap my head around surrender the way you described it. So, Sarah, how would you describe it? How I would describe surrender is a a twofold thing of trust. And when I say trust, I mean trust in, in myself and in baby. And that this is a process that's been going on for a very long time. And just trusting that it's going to work itself out in some way. So I I trust myself because I know myself and I've prepared for this experience. You know, it's kind of like my mom used to tell me the night before tests. It's like, there's no more studying you can do. What you need to do now is just pray for um, clarity and peace of mind. (laughs) And so applying that to this, it's like, I've done all that can possibly be done. And even if you don't feel like you, you have, you have. And so now it's just trust. And then the second piece for me is allowance. And by that, I just mean allowing whatever consequence of my choice is. So I've made this decision to to birth this way, to be with these people, to be in this moment. And there are a number of possible outcomes. And I I allow what that's what that's going to look like. And both of those together gave me the opportunity to find peace in the discomfort, to find a way to flow in the fire. You know, kind of how Becky was describing it, especially with that physical piece. And I love how you explained that because that is something very tangible that that women can take something from. Like, oh, if I just take it at the base physical level, what it means to surrender, relax this muscle, relax this muscle, relax this muscle. And then if you apply the mindfulness piece to it as well, then you have a really great recipe for for full surrender and just trusting the process. Awesome. <laughs> Great question, Matthew. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm speaking on behalf of the listener who's like, what the hell do they mean when they say surrender? Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate both of you just, uh, you know, impromptu sharing your surrender experience. Mm-hmm. No problem. One thing, Becky, that we didn't um, touch on, but I always like to hear just if there's anything from your your experience um, with Ugo and the process of deciding on home birth um, for Julian, what what that was like or, you know, how he has been through the journey. Yeah, my husband's awesome. He's just so supportive. Like, (laughs) I come up with the craziest ideas and he's like, okay, honey. Like, he just trusts me, you know, he trusts me so much. 
And I'm always the one who's, I'm just like passionately curious about things. So I do a lot of research. I read a lot of books. I watch a lot of documentaries. And so when I, you know, explained home birth to him, he was just like, okay, sounds awesome. Like, let's do it. And so he was just really supportive the whole time. Never once, like, he's never questioned my choice to do it. It was always my choice. Um, his mom, however, for our first baby, she's a she's a respiratory therapist and she works in the NICU. Mm. So she has a lot of fear and a lot. Her background is working with sick babies. She's a lot yeah. of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And so she was really upset when we told her we were going to have a home birth. But um, you know what? It's really funny because I had a home birth and then her daughter was inspired. He's my midwife, had a home birth. Oh, man. <laughs> <I have> another <laughs> one. So, <laughs> it was a perfect example of what. Uh, what you resist persists kind of thing. So now I think that her, hopefully her fear is a lot less, but that was really the only um, resistance I encountered whenever I said I was going to have a home birth. I mean, some people are like, well, what about, what if something goes wrong? And I'm like, and there's a hospital a mile away. Like it's a calculated risk We're you know, I'm fine. But, um, but yeah, as far as my husband, he just, he really just, really trusts my opinion and trusts me to raise our kids, you know, the, the way that I see fit and birth is just the first part of that. So, um, yeah, so he's very supportive and, and it's really cute during, you know, during the birth, I always think guys get into their, like, um, some men get in, I don't know how to describe it. They get in action mode, right? Mm -hmm. They're just like, (laughs) you know, they're like ready to go and, and some women are like, oh, my gosh, she's watching, you know, watching me do all these crazy things and all this stuff coming out of my body. And I'm like, no, they're focused on, like, the task at hand, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's exactly how he was. He was just, you know, so supportive, especially. Um, well, with Julian, I I kind of liked, I labored a lot on my own. I just wanted to, you know, at the end, I just wanted to kind of be by myself. But this time... I don't know what had, you know, transformed, but I really did rely on my husband a lot for support when the contractions were intense. I was just hanging on him. I was holding him and leaning on him. And um, so, and even when I pushed the baby out this time, I was lying. Well, I pushed the head out and I was on my knees and then to get the shoulders out, we flipped over and I was on my back and just kind of, and he was holding me. So he was just like my rock. He was, never had any sense of you know fear trepidation nothing so he's he's awesome that is very cool way to go ugo (laughs) yeah (laughs) give it up for the dads um Mm -hmm. i think becky that your your story and the way you've described all of your births you know very different experiences all ends of the spectrum you've kind of had the full package um (laughs) yes is a really great example of knowing yourself like that's that's what I heard throughout everything you described, that you had a very clear sense and understanding of who you are. And based on that, you did what, what was necessary to either prepare you, like you said, with the research and the, um, per, you know, all the preparation work that you did or how you went about, you know, preparing physically, like all of it. I just, I just hear a, a very clear understanding of who you are. And I think that's a great example for, for women listening. And I'm sure it impacts your coaching now, having had all those experiences when you coach moms in general and especially pregnant women. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and that's 
kind of what I did with um, with River, with my latest birth, was I was like, okay, I train pregnant women, and I think I really know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to put my coaching into practice with myself. Like, mm. you know, and, and it, I was like my own little experiment this time around. So <sighs> I was doing very, you know, the movements that I do with moms are very specific, like, you know, of course, lots of squats and um, lots of strengthening of the glutes and very specific kind of um, mindful core awareness exercises and um, and things like that that I've learned over the past few years. And so I put that into my own, you know, practice while I was pregnant and with amazing results. I was like, yes, okay, I do know what I'm talking about. Hmm. For the first time, my core um, I didn't have any separation in my core this time. And I had it with both my other kids, the diastasis recti, where the, you know, you have the little gap in the rectus abdominis muscle. Yeah. yeah I have a little um, bit of that going little, on. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I, I was like two days postpartum and I checked myself. I'm like, Woo-hoo! I didn't even have one. So I was really excited about that. I didn't. And my pelvic floor too. So pelvic floor exercises are very important and, um, the, yeah, my pelvic floor was amazing. So from doing all my range of motion exercises and really oxygenating the tissues through exercise, I was able to push this big baby. He was nine pounds, five ounces, Oof. huge shoulders, huge head, not, he was 14 and a half inch head with absolutely no tear. And it was so, and that was also a first for me. So that was really so empowering just to know that we, you know, if you treat your body right it will do amazing things. I completely agree. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's super cool that you were able to take your, you know, what you do in your profession and incorporate that into your own preparation. And then you, you were able to see the, the results or the impact of that in your actual birth. Like, you're, you're a fantastic testimonial for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you follow the program, it really works. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a great feeling, to tell mm. you the truth. Like, professionally and just, of course, having a baby, being a woman, it was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, you're awesome, is what I was going to say. And um, Thank you. I'm just so grateful to you. Thank you so much for for hanging out with us. And I believe Matthew has, has one final question to ask you. Yes, I do. I'm over here gesturing like, no, don't wrap up yet. I still have have a question. question. (laughs) So I want you to leave, um, the listeners with some, you know, some big takeaway, something that really helped you to prepare, uh, for both Julian and river and, and with, with your daughter, Riley, um, just kind of get you prepared for birth. And, you know, you mentioned the mindset and you mentioned surrender, um, is there anything else? Was there maybe something, uh, a, a, a book you read or a documentary or movie you watched or a physical object you had in your room, something like that, um, that you can oh, yeah. share with us? I think us? it's really important, the media that you take in. I mean, it's so powerful. Like, don't listen to anybody's horror stories. Like, if they, if you're pregnant and you're, you know, envisioning your birth and somebody tries to launch in with their horror story just politely say, no, thank you. Like, I don't want to hear that because it affects you. So, so I think I listened to you, your podcast for the last couple of weeks. Um, I was on Instagram, just looking at really beautiful birth photos and I would go on YouTube and I would, um, watch, you know, home births and things like that. It was just really getting present to this is 
not only doable, but it's normal. Like this is just a physiological process and it's beautiful. So, so that's, that's the advice I would give to people is just stay in that space and, you know, just ignore any nonsense coming out of Hollywood or wherever with the mom screaming her face off and, and, and all this stuff that says like, oh, you know, like even postpartum stuff, like, oh, you're going to pee your pants forever and your vagina's never going to be the same and, and blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. I'm just like, just throw that out. That's ridiculous. It's not true. And it's really disempowering. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, just be very careful of the media that you take in. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that because mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, we did hypno yeah. babies. We did like the hypno birthing course through hypno babies. And that was one of the big things, exactly what you said, when somebody goes into sharing their disempowering or their horror story, their horror birth story, you just say politely, um, no, thank you. I'm not interested in that. Oh, and it's just, awesome. it's yeah, it's huge. It's huge. So thank you for that. Of course. Well, thank you again, Becky. We we love and appreciate you, and um, just give give all our best to your beautiful family. And yes. So excited that you're out there doing what you're doing and being that example and being that source of empowerment and inspiration for for all the women that you coach. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, thank you. That's a great acknowledgement. I appreciate that. Thanks so much for having me. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.